0: Hello, and welcome to the sixth episode of the LI Law Podcast. I'm your host, Zahava Schechter. The premise of this podcast is to feature issues, developments, and topics affecting the law, and how it relates to the eight million of us who live or work on Long Island, New York, which includes Nassau, Suffolk, Queens, and Kings Counties. If you live or work on Long Island, this podcast on local and state legislative and judicial decisions is for you. Our guest on this episode is Lisa Albanowski, New York State licensed associate broker with Coldwell Banker Re- residential brokerage Lisa offers resources for empty nesters boomers seniors and their families as well as first-time home buyers. Lisa holds several real estate designations including seniors real estate specialist certified buyers representative and real estate short sale professional Please check out the show notes for a full list of Lisa's credentials as well as her contact information. Please keep in mind that we will not be providing legal advice to any specific questions. Lisa, welcome to the podcast. Welcome and good morning and thank you for having me. Uh, Our pleasure. So please tell our listeners about you and your business. I'm a licensed real estate broker. I'm an
1: associate broker with Coldwell Banker. I have knowledge assisting first-time homebuyers and seniors and I would be happy to help anyone buy or sell a property.
0: Okay, sounds great, Lisa. And again, if any of our listeners would like to contact Lisa with any of their specific questions, either selling or buying a property, you could find Lisa's contact information and her credentials in our show notes. So let's get right into it. Lisa, what are some tips you would give our listeners who are either first-time home buyers or seniors as to permits and require town certificates of occupancy and completion? I
1: would make sure that you're working with a seasoned professional, first of all, who has experience with legalities that revolve around around home buying and selling and the town regulations. That's my tip number one. Tip number two would be, there's something called a freedom of information law, which is called a FOIL for short. And you can get that as a homeowner through the town,
0: as a home buyer through the town to see what might be relevant to the property. Let me ask you, Lisa, before you go on to your next tip, why is it important for a seller or a buyer to know if there are any open permits?
1: Well, it's important to know because of the regulations of each township. It might not matter to your mortgage company. Your attorney will definitely care about that. But again, when you transfer the title and when you wanna sell another time, then what happens at that point? Regulations might have changed, et cetera and you might have more difficulty selling the property.
0: And I think you have a third tip about gathering your home documents.
1: Very important to gather your home documents, deeds, mortgages, anything that pertains to the home improvements, so that
0: when the buyer purchases a home, he or she will know what the history is. Okay, thank you. Do you see differences in Nassau, Suffolk, or other counties when it comes to requesting or obtaining necessary town authorizations? Every county and township has its own regulations, so there are differences. And also in the villages as well, correct? Absolutely, that's a secondary issue to uh, the towns. So many of us who live in villages such as Lindbrook or- Patchogue, Patchogue or many others need to also consult with their village. Absolutely. Okay. And as a seasoned real estate professional, how important is it that the seller's or buyer's attorney is experienced in real estate matters?
1: The real estate attorney is the key element to uh, making sure the transaction goes smoothly once a realtor is finished with their job. Very important not to hire a general practitioner. And why is that? Because a real estate attorney knows the regulations
0: and the new laws and things change very quickly and fast okay well thank you for sharing that so our first weekly segment is called what's on your desk about an issue or challenge facing one of your clients specifically concerning a legal rule or statute Lisa, what's on your desk? Well,
1: what's on my desk right now is I'm in the process of selling a home for a homeowner and she had a pool put in in the 1990s. I always ask if there are permits and O's, and she told me everything was done by professionals so we assume that everything is okay. She gathered her documents and brought it to the attorney. Once the buyer's attorney ordered a title search, it came up that the pool did not have a O, so it was an open permit.
0: I just want to clarify whether a certificate of occupancy or a certificate of completion, based upon the item, that is something that a town requires every work permit to result in, correct?
1: Correct. You open a permit when you do the work,
0: and then the town comes to
1: inspect, and then they give a certificate of occupancy or compliance, depending on what you're getting. Okay. And what happened with your client? So because there was no permit closed or no O for the pool, the mortgage company didn't care. However, the buyer's attorney felt that If they had a problem in the future when they wanted to sell, then that would prohibit them from selling. So they got an expediter because the towns are very tricky to get around by yourself. And the expediter came in and took a look at all the things that could be an issue now that the town would come in to inspect.
0: Let me just ask you to explain, please, to our listeners, what is an expediter or what is the role of an expediter? So... An expediter is typically someone who's familiar with the town's
1: regulations rules. Each township has their own. So it's very important to hire an expediter who's familiar with the town's regulations and rules if you're going to hire one. The role is to help you to achieve the permit and the CO or the CFC which is the certificate of compliance.
0: Okay and I've worked with uh, expediters in the past and I found I wonder if this is your experience that different expediters have relationships with only certain towns or certain villages so you definitely want to uh, pick a or choose a uh, an expediter who is familiar with the rules for that specific venue. Is that your experience too?
1: Absolutely. And as a realtor, I work in many townships, so I'm able to refer expediters who are familiar with the different towns.
0: That's great to uh, use your real estate professional as your hub for referrals and for uh, ideas for how to um, deal with problems that come up, unexpected issues like this pandemic. Uh, this pool problem. So on my desk is the sale of real estate by the executor of an estate. What's amazing and wonderful is that the executor and his sibling get along, and they've agreed to finish the estate and sell the family house as quickly as possible and with as little acrimony as they can. I see money bring out the best and worst in people. When interested parties fight over money, the only one who wins is the lawyer. So the lesson said here by the lawyer is to follow the example of these siblings and keep as much of your inheritance as possible without having to pay unnecessary legal fees and now to a matter we're following with great interest namely the ban on disposable plastic and paper items plastic bags will be banned statewide in New York State as of March 1st 2020 at that time counties and cities will have the option of charging consumers five cents per paper bag here is where Suffolk Nassau and New York City stand on plastic and paper In Suffolk County, a ban on plastic straws and styrofoam containers goes into effect January 1, 2020. Suffolk County already charges five cents per plastic or paper bag. The Suffolk legislature is expected to pass a five cent fee for paper bags as of January 2020 as well. Stores now provide free bags for produce and meat, and that will continue even after the plastic ban becomes effective. In Nassau County, the Styrofoam ban goes into effect January 1, 2020. Restaurants and businesses which do not comply will be fined anywhere between $500 and $2,500 per incident. The Nassau legislature does not appear to be positioned to approve a $0.05 per paper bag fee. Currently, consumers do not pay for plastic or paper bags. The New York City Council approved a $0.05 fee on paper bags effective March 1st, 2020. Now we're moving on to a weekly segment called Only on Long Island, in which we discuss interesting developments here on the island. So Lisa, what is your Only on Long Island
1: there is um, a new Suffolk County Reclaim Our Water Initiative septic improvement program labeled SIP as of June 4th, 2019. And this is in Suffolk County. And the issue is most of the homes that we see here on Long Island in Suffolk County have cesspools. And as a result, there is this septic improvement program going on. So there is something called Reclaim Our Water. Reclaim Our Water Info is the website. Anyone who has a cesspool on Long Island that is aged, they will not be able to replace it as of July, 2019. So if you go on to that site, you can find out the details about it. There are grants available. So I encourage anyone who has aging septic cesspools on Long Island, especially Suffolk County, to go on to that site and to see what's available for them, even if they're not having an issue now.
0: And Lisa, anyone who, any of our listeners who have questions about this can contact you to get more, obtain more information, correct?
1: Absolutely. I have a whole booklet on it and I can spend two hours on it.
0: (laughs) Well, it's very important. So thank you for that. My comment is from a Newsday article from June 14, 2019, in which it was reported that Suffolk legislator Susan A. Berlin, Democrat from Dix Hills, sponsored legislation in that Suffolk County legislature, which has been approved, by which 20 free sunscreen dispensers filled with Coppertone Sport SPF 30 sunscreen are being installed at Suffolk County beaches and parks. Mm-hmm. Legislator Berland, a skin cancer survivor, said, quote, too often residents don't wear sunscreen because they simply forget to bring it with them. Every day, 9,500 people in the United States are diagnosed with skin cancer. The cost of the program is covered for three years under a sponsorship from Good Samaritan Hospital Medical Center. There was even a picture in Newsday of Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone rubbing sunscreen on his face at the beach. So if you're headed to a Suffolk County park or beach this summer, please look for and use the sunscreen provided free of charge. Lisa, anything else you want to tell our listeners?
1: I just want to tell them that I'm here to help them in any real estate question. I'm very well versed in everything from first-time homebuyers to seniors.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on the podcast today. And that's it for our sixth episode. To our listeners, be sure to download this podcast on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you are there, please rate us, hopefully five stars, with a review that might start on this beautiful summer day while I'm perfecting my tan at a Suffolk County beach. After I look for and use the free sunscreen, I will definitely listen to the LI Law podcast so I know what's going on in Long Island and hear tips which educate and entertain. Thanks for listening.